Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Believe in the 1-0 Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh of 97.1 The Freak here in DFW. And I am sitting alongside another man who picks the Cowboys to win, but not by enough points to make me happy. Former Cowboys wide receiver, Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Now, I don't remember if I advised anybody on wagering on this game, but I'm pretty sure I told you double digits, which means three points, three and a half points. Pretty obvious what you should have done with our friends at Bet Online, where football's back. They're your number one information source for all your sports wagering with up to the minute stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns. They got the latest odds, spreads, and totals for NFL, college football. All that at your fingertips with Bet Online. From week one all the way through the college playoffs, Super Bowl, Bet Online. Gives you the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Promo code is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V at BetOnline, the website, or right there on your phone on the app, BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, uh, Jesse Holly. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you on a day where we got to spend the evening quite relaxed. Yes. I love a relaxed football watching environment. Some people like to get way into it and get real fired up. There's nothing better than knowing you've won the game somewhere early in the second quarter. <laughs> I like relaxing. I like it. No, I'm with you. The only thing I only thing I dislike about it is I have to do a post-game show. So you kind of got to sit through all of that and do a post-game show when you already know the outcome of the game. I always want to win, but sometimes it's a little bit more interesting when the game, you know, has a little bit of back and forth into it. This game was pretty much over uh, by halftime. Uh, and so – Sometimes it gets a little bit hard to pay attention in the second half of football to prepare yourself for a post-game show when, when the game is so out of reach. Okay, well, if you need to know what happened in the second half, I got you. Uh, just picture the first half and just do it again because they just yeah they just beat the brakes off them some more. My favorite play of the game, by the way, Cowboys 40, just in case you're checking in here to get the score and you missed the whole game. 40-burger, Giants Don't did know. not get points. They had a zero. What I really loved is I already forgot which receiver it was. But while they're just getting the brakes beat off them and the Giants are being embarrassed at home in the rain and sad, uh, what I really loved the most is the dude who made the play running left to right, I think, on digs. And they thought they made a good play. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, finally, we made a good play. We're going to gain yeah. yards, a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then Diggs just ran him down and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take the football from you. They the Giants couldn't do anything. They might still win nine games. I don't know. They might. Uh, I don't want to sit here and discredit and pretend that they're freaking awful when it's a playoff team from a year ago that won a playoff game. But I mean, you got to pick either it's just football, the Cowboys are really, really, really good, or the Giants are butt. You got to pick. What do you think? Um, Honestly, I don't think like I, I was trying to move the Giants out of booty juice territory and just into booty, but they didn't show me anything yesterday that would give them the enough respect to not be called booty juice. And the Cowboys defensively, we saw all training camp, they were wreaking havoc on the Cowboys offensively. I mean, to the point where they couldn't even run plays in practice at times. And it's translated. It translated from training camp to the regular season. And it was really, really, 
really fun to watch. My boy Freaky Mike got into a groove um, and his play calling. I'm taking all Mike McCarthy credit, all of it, every single one of it. I'll take it because I was on the bandwagon for Mike McCarthy, and I wanted him to call plays from the time he got off the Jerry helicopter at, 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 at the star till now. Um, but defensively, I was so impressed. And <laughs> and it starts with him. It starts with the alien, Michael Parsons. But what about the others, right? Osa Digizua, bald. Uh, I, I mean, Wanye uh, Thomas. Marquise Bell, I mean, these guys stepped up. Even the old man, Stephon Gilmore, got an interception. We saw Trayvon Diggs, who if there is, if this defense is to be known as a physical defense, the least amount of physicality will probably come from number seven. And you saw him lay a hit last night that caused the ball to pop up in the air for interception. And then to talk about the play that you just made, not giving up on the play, being physical, it's kind of like, semi-peanut punch but not peanut punch but just going over the top with the you know with the with the with the hammer punch um everybody was stepping up playing at a very high level the giants didn't know which way it was coming and i thought daniel jones was going to die i thought he was going to die i, I thought he was going to get killed and crushed and become the little pellets that are in the ground already in metlife stadium uh if they had kept him um in the game any longer I need yeah. to check post game quotes and see if Dable talked about it because I'll never understand this. And every, maybe it's not every, but damn near every NFL coach does it. Damn near every NFL coach leaves their quarterback in football games too long, whether they're up by 30, down by 30. They all leave their quarterback in too long. And if something goes wrong, you're going to look like an idiot. Uh, in the second half of that game, when it was clear that it was over, I think they waited a little bit too long on Dak, but that's okay because I like chasing 40 burgers. And so once they hit 40, they were like, okay, now you can sit down, Dak, and that's fine. But like for Daniel Jones to still be running out there and getting punished, yeah. the most ironic one was as Chris Collinsworth was trying to defend it on the air. I don't know if you had audio, but he's like, and maybe, you know, there's just something to, uh, you know, I'm the leader of this thing, and I know <laughs> things haven't gone our way, but... <laughs> I'm going to continue to lead this thing. And right about there in the sentence, Daniel Jones got exploded in his chest down 40. And I was just like, no, like you took off your $11 million running back and you're yeah. not going to have him take hits. Why is your $40 million quarterback taking hits? I don't know. But um, I mean, what are you going to do? Coaches be coaching. The play where Sam Williams jumped offside and they didn't blow the ball <laughs> They <laughs> As they're talking about it, maybe oh. he's just leading this team and showing public. Bow. I posted the the, the Bane Batman uh, scene when he goes, "Ah, oh, I wonder what's going to break first, your spirit or your body." And it felt like that was that's what the that's what they were going for. Like we want to see what's going to break first. We're either going to break your spirit or we're going to break your body. At some point in time, Brian Dable had to step in and be like, "Okay, son." Because his family's in the crowd saying, throw in a damn towel. Like He's like, throw him out. Get, get him out. Please, that's my baby. That's somebody's son. That's somebody's dad. That's somebody's, that's somebody's something that he's getting decapitated out there in the football field. But it was a joy and a treat to watch this defense roam.
So you mentioned two of the guys that I want to bring up because um, I think you could go wherever you want in this game. I think everybody did their job. We, I, I think I've seen people on the internet who wish they had more offensive yards or that the completion percentage was higher, but I watched the Bengals and Browns play earlier in the day, and I watched Joe Burrow throw for 80 yards. Play football in the rain sucks. It does. Maybe Hendershot catches his touchdown if it's not raining. Maybe Ferguson doesn't have two drops. Maybe Turpin doesn't have a drop. Maybe Dak doesn't overfire CD. Maybe Dak doesn't dirtball gallop. Although that one, I think he might have been trying to avoid a pick too because it was third and long and there's a bunch of people behind Gallup and it's raining. And it's like, let me just throw it at his foot and see if we get lucky. Um, but you can go wherever you want. Like the offensive line, I thought was a pleasant surprise. Tyron Smith handled Kayvon Thibodeau great. Uh, Chuma Idoga, I only noticed once and not being noticed on the offensive line to me is a massive positive. You get noticed on the offensive line when somebody hits your quarterback. Mm -hmm. So if you're not being noticed, salute to Chuma Idoga. Uh, Biotish did get dog walked by, uh, Dexter Lawrence a couple of times, but not enough to where it felt like Dak was under siege back there. Uh, the right side, when they needed yards or a touchdown, they would just say, hey, Terrence Steele and Zach Martin, cave them in, and they would. Um, I don't know where to go to complain about things, but if you want to talk about stuff that you can praise, I think you can just go up and down the roster. And I love that you went with the same thing I would go with, which wasn't even big names. Like, Micah Parsons is the heartbeat. Yes. Uh, but guys like Wanye Thomas, who just made an NFL team for the first time, Marquise Bell, who changed positions like three weeks ago. And those dudes are flying around like they're NFL starters and not just NFL starters, but good NFL starters. So shout out to Dan Quinn. Shout out to whatever it is about the culture and the attitude that is on this defense where whoever steps out there believes what Micah Parsons says, which is something about after the game. I know he said something about, oh, y'all thought it was a game. Hashtag doomsday. They're all eating it up. They all reflect what their leader, Micah Parsons, is putting out there, and it is glorious, and they, there's a decent chance that is the best defense in the National Football League. There's probably a pretty good chance. It, it, I mean, if they're not the best defense in the National Football League, they're one or two. Mm -hmm. I mean, San Fran did a pretty good job in Pittsburgh with what they did, you know, defensively putting up 30 points and, and shutting – well, they got seven points late in the game. Uh, from Pittsburgh, but it's going to come down to one of those two teams being the best defense in the National Football League. But I think one thing that we I want to talk about is that that went hand in hand. You're not having Tyler Smith in that game due to the hamstring injury, having to add Chuma uh, uh, Idoka into the mix. And I just love the fact that Mike McCarthy spoke about this, you know, earlier in the week and throughout training camp as well, is having this type of West Coast offense that helps an offensive line, even when they're healthy. But even when they're not healthy specifically is getting the ball out right now, um, not taking sacks, not taking long drop backs, being decisive and definitive on where the ball is supposed to go. And then having your quarterback be able to execute that. Again, you had some drops. The weather will kind of call that sometimes. Some of them drop were focus drops. Um, but, you know, when you look at the way the ball that was coming out, the ball was coming out in like 2.4, 2.5 seconds. Luke. I want to get the number for you because what you observed is dead balls on because I don't know if it held up by the end of the game, but towards the end of the game on next-gen stats, Dak's time to throw was the lowest in the league. Yeah, it was it was coming out quick, and, and that's a credit not to, you know, we're, we're afraid of our offense. 237, the fastest in the league this weekend. 237? So 237. 
I mean that. I mean, think about that for a second. That that thing is that thing is humming. It's coming out right now. And no matter what you have on the offensive line, guys can't get to the quarterback on the ball coming out that quick. And, and that's that that's a treat. That that's a treat to know that even if we do run into the issue of having offensive linemen out like we had this weekend with Tyler Smith, if we have more injuries in the future with anybody across the offensive line, you know that that what's built in to your offense is a release valve to not hang these guys out to dry, to not have those moments where you have Chaz Green give up six sacks in a game because you're doing five and seven step drops with backup offensive linemen. So this new offense that they've implemented, the Texas Coast offense, it it it's it has a built-in mechanism to get the ball out quick. Now, the average yards down the field per pass, you know, you're talking about six or seven yards. You're not you're not taking a lot of shots. I'm I was I was elated. We finally ran a pick play. Or with this, yeah, game. buddy, or rub, yeah. rub, whatever you want to call it. It was a pick. Okay. Anytime you have guys in a bunch and you know it's man defense, every one of them should just start jumping and be like, Hey, audible, pick <laughs> play. <laughs> Let's see he run his wheel. We're all gonna smash into people. Great. And it was so, it was, I was so excited to see we finally ran one successfully. Uh, they may, they could have called a penalty, but they didn't call a penalty because. The tight end ran into the defender, or he they just ran his route. At least he didn't he stop and hit him. Um, and so it was, it was, a, it was a joy to finally see that. But that ball was coming out quick and getting the ball into receivers' hands. And, and again, like I haven't got a chance to go back and watch the film after we get done. I'm going to go back. I got some time this morning and 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 watch a TV copy until I get the all deuce deuce. Um, but uh, it was it, it was it was teach tape. It was teach tape on both sides of the ball. Um, the kicker started out a little shaky, a little shaky, Aubrey, a little shaky, but then pulled it together. And I was like, okay, all right, maybe we're a little something. nervous. He's a little nervous. Yeah, well, maybe we have something here. But um, all in all, man, this this was an impressive, impressive opening day game for the uh, for the Cowboys offensively, defensively, and special teams. And I also enjoyed. I can't decide if I loved or hated this. They're finding ways to incorporate Kevontae Turpin into the offense, but he dropped the little quick-fired screen pass. But he also took, was it two or three carries from out of the backfield? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to put a dynamic weapon somewhere where you got to deal with him, where they can do different stuff. But as soon as they started doing that, I was like, we ain't going to see Deuce, huh? <laughs> like if, that is, if that is your little dynamic quick dude that you're going to start handing the ball to, I'm like, if you're handing it to the receiver, we ain't going to see Deuce. And obviously we saw Deuce, but we saw Deuce when this thing was over. And it was like, yeah. hey, Deuce, go run the clock out. Um, but even that is just fun where I got used to a year ago. Where And that's the other thing about this. Like the Giants beat, the Giants getting the brakes beat off them by the Cowboys. I think it's true both ways. I don't think the Giants are very good. Uh, I think their $40 million quarterback playing in the rain is a bad idea. I think that their offensive line isn't very good. And if you don't have a very good quarterback, you don't have a very good offensive line, good luck. Um, but the Cowboys are very, very good to win 12 games, two years in a row to beat the snot out of Tampa Bay and send Tom Brady into retirement in the playoffs. You just happened to run into San Francisco, one of the best defenses in football, and you didn't have the weapons. And now they're doing bits with their fifth wide receiver. And I love when you put the little, I can't say this word with Jesse sitting here, you put the little squirty guy back there and like just because you've got so many like my running back is super good brandon cooks is wonderful cd lamb is wonderful but i also got all these little gadget guys and it's just a matter of at what point am i going to put you where 
And it makes me feel real good about where this thing is headed, that instead of not having enough weapons, they're going to make me bitch about not getting Deuce Vaughn some touches. I love it. I love it. And that, that's a credit to, I mean, 100% to Mike McCarthy. And I love the fact, you know, I, I played for a, a coach in, 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 in Jason Garrett where you would box your talent in. And they were only allowed to do certain things. And there was never a level of creativity that allowed for your mind to just wonder and to give your team offensively a, a, a advantage. And I think with Mike, you're, you're seeing that he's saying, I'm going to get so many guys involved that it's going to be impossible for you to key in to just one guy. Everybody's going to be a viable option. We're, 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 going, to, we're going to make breaking down Cowboys offensive film difficult. You're not going to just be like, well, here come the curl routes again. Oh, here comes the front on first down again. Oh, here comes the it, – it, this won't be some mundane thing where you could just line up and know, you know, oh, it's third, it's third and seven, here's what's coming. It's second, here's what's coming, and, and be able to have an educated guess. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to beat the Cowboys. Like you're gonna have to physically beat them because of the variety that they're gonna be able to put out on the football field offensively. Like that's the that's the part that's gonna have to um, that's gonna be interesting to watch all year long. Is that the defense will have to be so locked in and so queued up uh, because of the different formations, the different personnels. Like you saw that last night. You saw there were two tight end sets. You saw there were four wide receiver sets. You saw receivers in the backfield. You saw receivers in motion. You used the fullback. You used, you know, there were so many different variations of what they could do offensively that it's gonna it's gonna cause a headache and confusion on the de defensive side trying to figure out what Mike McCarthy is doing back there. And when you get up 12, 15, 17 points, it's hell for you now for the opponent team offense because the defense is peeing their ears back. And and if, if they if they have that chum in the water, sharks are going to eat. And so if the Cowboys can find ways to get up in football games, that only helps their defense because those dudes are land sharks. Yeah. I like that the, the defense, they were going to do it themselves. They're like, guys, if we have a lead, we get to rush the passer. So why don't we just get the lead? And then we can rush the passer. And we don't even have to worry about them. That'll be fun. I don't want to spoil any next week predictions before we get there. And I need to watch the Jets tonight before I make any sweeping accusations. But I will tell you, this Cowboys pass rush, is I think they're going to have fun throughout the year, and I think they're going to have fun this coming up week as well. Just going to give you a little, a little taste of it from the guy who knew exactly what was going to happen this week. I told you forty to nothing. Told you forty to nothing, and it was forty to nothing. So I got this thing. I got this thing covered and handled, Jesse. No, I mean you. I don't know if you said forty to nothing, but you said no, I said double digits. You said double digits. <laughs> you said double digits, and it was. Again, there is if you're if you're critiquing this game, I mean you're gonna have to really, really comb through a lot of stuff to find negatives. And there was like a two to five play stretch early in the game where you thought, you know what, this run defense isn't very good. That's about yeah. what you can go with. And, and you know, and, and even in that point in time, I said to myself, I said, Well, like I said on the show last week, NFL teams are going to check under the hood to see if you fix what you had issues with last year. And it, for a moment, it looked like, uh-oh, we didn't fix what we had an issue with last year. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kefka and those guys decided, you know what? We just drove the ball down the field and got anything we wanted in the running game. We're, we're going to drop back and pass the ball this next couple series and see if we can't. Move. Yeah. <laughs> and and they might, they might could have scored on the first drive, except Micah Parsons exists. 
Yes. Because they got to third and one or third and two, and Andrew Thomas got a little scared. Yeah. Okay, I got to go. Beep. And then they effed it up with the bad snap. Like, that was Micah broke your first drive because your Pro Bowl left tackle was scared of him. Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, I said, you guys abandoned the run so early. This thing could have been way more interesting. But, hey, I, I don't I don't mind when OCs get a little glitchy on us. Let's go ahead and get glitchy and, and start doing things that you know not going to work for you in this game and give us the advantage. And once the floodgates open and they got up to 16 nothing, whatever you whatever you thought you were going to do now, you know, Giants offense, you got to change. You got to now try to fight, eat, eat up some of this this cushion. And in the rain with the with the bad offensive line and those dudes, they they just look so fast. Like everybody, and, and maybe it's because that you implemented J. Ron Curse and Wanye Thomas and 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 Marquise Bell, who are playing some of those um, linebacker slash hybrid positions. One guy asked me on Twitter. He says, "You know what is this defense when Leighton Van Der Esch is on the sideline?" I simply replied, "Fast." Yeah. It's, it's just it's just fast. It's 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 fast, and when you have that kind of speed, it's tough. It's tough to defend because those offensive linemen, when you have bendy guys and fast guys, those offensive linemen have very little surface to reach. And you watch Michael Parsons you know, split double teams, go around dudes, beat pulling guards to the punch. It, it, it was it was it was a sight to see. I can't wait to go back and watch this and just see it all over again. The Osa sack is my favorite. I think he had two, but the one where Osa was lined up at end and Micah goes up against the left guard and left tackle, or yeah. is that the center and the left guard? Either way, it was the center he's going through guard. he's going through their clubbing and fighting, and he's actually walking both of them back to the quarterback. And Osa's coming from the end where the tight end just left or whatever, and he's running in like, I guess I'll just run around you beating yeah. them up. <laughs> <laughs> and Micah has some plays like that where that that one, another one, same type of situation. He takes the center of the guard, walks him back, and 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 and, and I think I forgot who it was, but he Dorrance comes, had a couple. It might have been a Dorrance sack. He comes underneath for a sack. I mean, it was just man, it was it was wow. I, I, I'm still I'm still shocked at how dominating it was to open up the year with this defense. Enjoy Micah Parsons. He's fun. Cowboys forty, Giants Zeto. That check gets bigger and bigger every single week he plays football. Like that blank yeah. is bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's thirty-five million a year right now. It might be forty because didn't Bosa get thirty-four? So right now it's thirty-five a year, uh, maybe thirty-six. Yeah. Maybe somebody else gets paid. Maybe Chris Jones gets paid. Uh, it don't matter. Mike is gonna get all the money. Uh, okay, everybody, we love you. Thank you for stopping by. I believe in the Dallas Cowboys brought to you by bet online. And we'll be back later this week to get ready to beat the crap out of the New York jets too. After we watch uh, them tonight, I let me just, I got a sneaking suspicion that they can't handle the Cowboys pass rush, but we'll watch tonight. We'll figure it out. Uh, remember you have no idea what anyone's going through. So be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. We know what Daniel Jones is going through, but eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.